0: Hello out there, science nerds. You're listening to Evolving with Mr. V, a weekly podcast that covers the week that was in AP dual credit biology and much more. I'm your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your Master of the Biological Arts. And this is officially Episode 10, Week 10 of the 2019-2020 school year. In this week's podcast, we will recap the week of October 21st through October 25th in AP Dual Credit Biology and look forward to the coming week as well. Spoilers for the week, FRQ on Monday, a multiple choice exam on Tuesday, Overall things sells. In this week's second segment, I'll do a quick recap of major concepts that need to be reviewed for the exam and also give you secrets, hints to the exam and FRQ coming up this week. I'm calling this segment SHHH. Secrets to biology. In our final segment, with Halloween right around the corner, Mr. V will share some last-minute Halloween costume ideas that will have everyone turning heads and saying, what the? Now before we begin, we need to hear from this week's sponsor in a segment I call, Mr. V Needs to Pay the Bills. This episode is brought to you by Plant Cell Walls. Do you like walls? Has someone promised you a wall but has failed to deliver? Tired of not getting that extra outer protection and great trigger pressure? If so, get plant cell walls. Yes, plant cell walls. They're made of the highest quality cellulose, giving them that extra strength and inflexibility protecting you from possible bursting due to that hypotonic environment. So stop waiting for walls from falsely promising leaders that would make any budget burst, and get yourself plant cell walls, always there to protect you and give you the support you need. All views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect the views of this podcast. And we're back. So let's hit that rewind button and go back, all the way back to Monday. We started our Monday by observing human eukaryotic cells, human cheek cells using our light compound microscopes. Students took sketches of their cheek cells on high power 400X and labeled the cell membrane, cytoplasm, and nucleus. Students added some color and completed a fun crossword and turned in the lab to the correct period tray. Also on Monday, students started working on a cell size pogo activity, which started their journey on understanding why cells need to be small and why they're not the size of basketballs. Students worked on the activity in small groups till the end of the period, and that ended our Monday. On to Tuesday, where we continued to observe cells with our light compound microscopes but this time we observed plant cells, LOD cells, and not just the cell but the process of plasmolysis. Students viewed LOD cells in fresh water, a hypotonic solution, and sketched one or two cells in their turgid form, and then added a 20% salt solution, a hypertonic solution, and noticed a big change. The LOD cells now were plasmolycized. The cell membrane could be seen being pulled away from the cell wall and all the chloroplasts collapsing towards the middle of the cell as water was exiting the plant cell. Students sketched one or two cells, added color and labels, and ended up completing the lab for homework. Also on Tuesday, students set up a quick CER cube osmosis investigation. Students were given a small decal cube and were challenged to do a quick setup of how they could observe if osmosis was going to occur if they placed the decal cube in water. Students set up various ways to measure osmosis. Some groups massing the cubes, others measuring amount of water that was going to be added, others measuring displacement of water, while others measured cube side lengths. Students set up their experiments and that ended our Tuesday. Moving on to Wednesday, where we started class by students turning in their observing plasmolysis lab from the previous day. Then we moved on to adjust to an adjusted pre-lab due to a huge error mistake on my part, a lab I renamed Mr. V's osmosis dilemma. Now, this lab came about due to Mr. V not labeling the sucrose solutions he prepared for an osmosis lab. With sucrose solutions made, but no labels, and not knowing what molarities they were, Mr. V turned lemons into oranges, as they say. Instead of remaking all the sucrose solutions and staying late at school, Mr. V retyped the lab into a problem solving investigation where students would use their knowledge of osmosis, hyper, hypo, and isotonic environments, and then use dialysis membranes to figure out the molarities of the sucrose solutions, giving Mr. V peace of mind and good sleep, knowing what the concentrations of these sucrose solutions are. After the pre-lab, students addressed their cube in osmosis investigation to observe the outcome of their setup. And to their amazement, a lot of osmosis occurred with the deco cubes growing over 80 times their original size. Students completed a CER, claim evidence reasoning, over their investigation and turned it into their appropriate period tray. And that brought our Wednesday to a close. On to Thursday, where students' main focus was solving Mr. V's osmosis dilemma. Students used dialysis membranes which they filled with unknown concentrations of sucrose and then submerged them into cups of distilled water for 30 minutes. During the 30-minute wait, the students set up another osmosis lab where they were given some baby carrots and challenged to see if they could set up an experiment to find the molarity of the carrot. And students were up to the challenge and put a single baby carrot in a cup of varying sucrose concentrations ranging from 0 molar to 1 molar. So 6 carrots put in 6 different cups ranging from 0, 0.2, 0.4, 0.6, 0.8, and 1 molar sucrose. After the setup, students continued to work on their self-size pogo activity and this brought an end to our Thursday. Finally, Friday arrived, and Friday was collecting and analyzing data day and solving lab investigations. And we started by collecting class data for the Mr. V's Osmosis Dilemma Lab. Class data was collected. Students started to discover the molarities of each solution and solving Mr. V's Osmosis Dilemma. After collection and discussion of Mr. V's osmosis dilemma, students were assigned a two-page formal lab report over the investigation. This lab report will be due Friday, November 1st. Make sure to follow the lab report rubric and guidelines given earlier this year and discussed in class as well. Next, students addressed the carrot in osmosis investigation. Students retrieved their carrots in the various concentrations of sucrose, massed them, and calculated the percent change in mass. We then collected class data to calculate a class average of percent change in mass along with standard error of the mean. Students were assigned to graph the class average of percent change in mass on the given graph paper provided by Mr. V. Now make sure to pay close attention to the directions on how to construct a graph. Your zero zero point will not be at the bottom corner, but will need to be placed near the center of the graph. And that, my AP biologists and listeners, was the week that was in AP dual credit biology. And now for our second segment, and with an FRQ and exam this week, let's do a quick rundown on the major content that will be on this exam. This exam is all about cells, the basic unit of life, and one of the biggest concepts you need to understand is the differences between prokaryotic versus eukaryotic cells. Yes, the biggest difference is the nucleus, eukaryotic cells with a nucleus, prokaryotic cells without, but go back and review all those other differences as well. Make sure you also go back and review microscopes, light microscopes versus electron microscopes, maybe even knowing the differences between the two types of electron microscopes, SEM, scanning electron microscopes, and TEMs, transmission electron microscopes. Another major concept, cell organelles. Make sure you go back and review them all. Now, some of the organelles that students tend to forget or struggle with, centrioles and centrosomes. Remember, those are necessary for cell division. The ECM, extracellular matrix found in animal cells, kind of acting like a cell wall, but not really. Used for help to attachment to other cells, cell communication. The cytoskeleton made of microtubules and microfilaments, kind of the skeleton. skeleton of the cell, the ER, no differences between smooth versus rough, and the nucleolus, making that rRNA that leaves the nucleus and ends up forming ribosomes. Also make sure to go back and review the structure of the cell membrane. Remember we use that phrase fluid mosaic model to describe the cell membrane. And remember it's more than just phospholipids. There's cholesterol, glycolipids, glycoproteins, integral proteins, peripheral proteins. And remember even the phospholipids themselves can differ between saturated and unsaturated fatty acid tails, which means it could end up increasing or decreasing the fluidity of the membrane. And our final concept, cell transport, where you have passive transport, no energy required, and you have diffusion, facilitated diffusion, and osmosis. And then you have the transport that requires energy, like active transport, endocytosis, and exocytosis. And remember, when it comes to endocytosis, there's three types. Phagocytosis, taking in something solid, penocytosis, taking in a fluid, and receptor-mediated endocytosis, bringing in something very specific into the cell. So make sure you go back and review your notes and your online book, hitting all these mentioned concepts, along with going back and reviewing your quizzes as well. And now for the part of the segment I'm calling, shh, biology exam secrets. And the first secret, know about cell size. Why cells can't be the size of basketballs and have to be small. Shh secret. It's due to its cell surface membrane area to volume ratio. As a cell increases, its surface area to volume decreases, which means longer times for nutrients to diffuse across the cell, which leads to the cells not being able to maintain homeostasis. Cells would then starve without necessary uptake of nutrients. Waste would start to build up to toxic levels causing cell death. So smaller is better when it comes to cells. Another shh, secret for biology. Know about cell junctions. We have tight junctions, sealing gaps between cells, usually between epithelial or skin cells, which prevents leakage, gap junctions, which allow passage of small molecules from cell to cell, and desmosomes, which connects the cytoskeleton filaments of one cell to those in the next cell, helping cells attach to each other. Another secret in biology, endomembrane system organelles. Make sure you go back and review these organelles part of the endomembrane system. Remember, these are organelles whose membranes are related to each other either by physically being connected or being able to use vesicles to transport materials between them. This would include the nucleus, the ER, the Golgi, vesicles, vacuoles, lysosomes, and the cell membrane. Another, shh, biology secret. Go back and review podcasts dealing with cells and cell transport, and remember the sponsors for each episode. You just might see a question or two addressing the kind sponsors to this podcast. And now this just in to our news desk. Hint for the FRQ for response on Monday. There are two organelles believed to have been engulfed that existed billions of years ago as possible prokaryotic cells. A theory called the endosymbiotic theory. Well, know the evidence we have for this theory. So go back into your notes and review the evidence we have. Hint, one of them is they have their own DNA. Another hint, be able to graph and analyze data like that from the carrot osmosis lab. Be able to determine the molarity of a fruit or vegetable by graphing some data and determining where exactly it exists as an isotonic state. And finally, one last hint for the FRQ. Do you think Kylo Ren will redeem himself in this last Star Wars movie? Can he even be redeemed for his actions? Be able to construct a C.E.R. on your thoughts about this possible redemption. Onto our final segment. With Halloween right around the corner, Mr. V has some last minute costume ideas that will surely have people howling for more. A segment I call Mr. V's Fashion Corner. So here's an excellent idea for a costume. If you're tight on a budget, get yourself a nice green bed sheet, throw it over yourself and be a chloroplast. Yes, a chloroplast the genius part of this is? Well, what do chloroplasts make? Sugar. And guess what you'll be dispensing all night long to those trick-or-treaters? Yes, that's right. Sugar glucose you know draw a couple little pancake structures to represent thylakoids, and you would be an awesome chloroplast hey and if you have a colleague or a significant other with you have them dress up as a sun and hey the sun will power you to be able to dish out that glucose all day long Another great idea, if you have a significant other or a close friend, how about you both dress up as water molecules and hydrogen bond to each other. Because water is very cohesive and it loves to stick to itself. So that's another genius costume there and one final idea how about dressing up as a phospholipid that's right your legs are already the fatty acid tails and your head could be the phosphate part of the phospholipid get a bunch of your colleagues together put yourself all in a line and you're a cell membrane a phospholipid bilayer and you could even do that awesome little phospholipid dance i showed you in that animation because those phospholipids are constantly moving laterally side to side So there you go. Three great ideas for Halloween costumes. By all means, feel free to take some pictures if you dress up as this and send them to me via Edmodo or email so I could share them with the class. Well, that brings us to an end of episode 10, week 10 of Evolving with Mr. V. I hope you found this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. A couple of reminders for the week. Remember FRQ on Monday, multiple choice exam on Tuesday, and remember November 1st, Friday, your formal lab write-up is due for Mr. V's osmosis dilemma. I want to thank Free Music Archive and Sound Bible for the music and sound effects in the podcast. This podcast was written, produced, and directed by Velasquez Productions. Remember, Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast on your podcast listening platform. Well, this is your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your Master of the Biological Arts, signing off and reminding you to please, please, for your professor's sake, make sure you study for the exam. Study for the exam. So I could see